Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello again. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski with you learning. Tractate Sukkah, page 31, continuing our conversation of uh, sins and good means. I will, yesterday I mentioned to you that the, uh, the Rabbi Yochanan altered, uh, articulates a principle that one can never do mitzvah haba'aba avera, that no mitzvah can be accomplished through sinful means. However, Shmuel holds that the real question that, uh, that makes a stolen lulav forbidden is the confusion of ownership, but if the thief acquired ownership to it, it would no longer be a mitzvah haba'aba avera, it would no longer be a mitzvah accomplished through the sin. It would merely sort of abut the sin and would not thereby be disqualified. The law, in fact, as it's brought down in the medieval interpreters, does follow Shmuel. And one of the reasons I think that Shmuel and that maybe less aspirational or less rigid legal principle held sway is that it is kind of clear, as you go through the subsequent pages here uh, of the chapter, that... The, the rabbis have a number of instances where people do very not nice things, and yet the, the lulav that they, that they use, or the sukkah that they use, actually is deemed valid. And I'll give you an example today. Rabbi Eliezer, at the top of Lamed Aleph, Amur Aleph, at the top of 31a, Rabbi Eliezer and the sages are disputing what happens if a bully comes along, uh, goes to your house, throws you out of your sukkah, and, and squats in it, and takes it over literally by by force. Rabbi Eliezer is shown to not accept such a position. You cannot uh, dwell in such a sukkah. You cannot get mitzvah points for dwelling in such a sukkah. Why? According to Rabbi Eliezer, as the Talmud interprets him, it's because uh, there is no transfer of ownership when one seizes land. And in any, in any event, Sukkot that you don't own cannot be used, in his view, this is not the prevailing law, but in his view, Sukkot that you don't own cannot be used for the mitzvah. So at best, this is a Sukkah she'ula, a borrowed Sukkah, and a person can't, can't sit in it. The sages, however, say that if that bully came and threw him out, there was robbery, that's not nice. However, uh, one does acquire land through robbery, one does acquire legal title, one still must pay the penalty, one still must pay for it uh, retrospectively, and the judge can force the person to have to have to pay for it, but, uh, but the person did acquire that land, and so therefore that, that sukkah that the person that the bully threw you out of and took possession of is no longer a sukkah she'ula or gizula, now he owns it and therefore he considered it. One kind of wants the rabbis to say, well, that's just mitzvah haba'abavei right? the bully, the thievery, is still the sin that is not what they say at the top of our page. Speaking of sins, our page has a, a terrific example of what is called an interesting a judicial principle of the rabbis called takanat hashavim. Takanat hashavim, literally, the uh, the enactment made on behalf of the penitent. 
there are certain uh, the basic rule of the Torah is if you steal an item you have to return that item you know if you steal uh, if you steal an item you have to return that item not the cost for it however there are certain there are certain things which are so difficult um, to uh, to return most particularly a, a, a big log that you then built into your house as a beam even though the rule is you should return it and we could cut it out of your house uh, we don't force you to return that that beam itself all you have to do is pay the cost for the wood and that is uh, articulated exactly on our page as well that if a person stole a big hunk of wood and built their sukkah around it the rabbis permitted the person uh, only takanat merish the the enactment of the beam permitted the person only to pay the uh, the cost and not have to dismantle the sukkah itself we got a, a charming case you know the, in the Talmud there's lots of different articulations of law most of the time they're talking about texts most of the time they're studying a verse or they're they're comparing to midrashim but occasionally you get uh, an actual uh, an actual um, piece of case law okay so sometimes there's a, a story about somebody who comes to a rabbi for ju adjudication and what happens and that's true on our page today uh, here we are uh, so there was this one old woman who came before Rav Nachman who lived in Babylonia in the third century uh, late third century or so Amrale and she says to him, Reish Galuta Vehulhu Rabanandebe Reish Galuta Besuka Gizula Havuyatve. The exilarch, the, the political head of the Jewish community, and all of those rabbis who are uh, sycophantically fawning over him are sitting in a stolen sukkah because they stole my wood. Savcha Velo Ashgachba. And she yelled and screamed, and Rav Nachman paid no attention to her. Lo Ashgachba Rav Nachman. Uh, he paid no attention to her. In other words, he said that the that the exilarch and the rabbis didn't need to dismantle the sukkah. Amrale, and she said to him, "Itata de havatle avuha, de havatle le avuha tlat mea avde, A woman whose ancestor had three hundred and eighteen servants uh, screams before you, and you pay no attention to her." Uh, that's an illusion, a very uh, charming and subtle illusion. Abraham is said to chase the, the four kings of Mesopotamia with uh, 318 of his uh, servants, his, his uh, young men. So the woman reminds Rav Nachman that, uh, that she is a child of Abraham and deserves excellent treatment. But that doesn't win the day. Amar Leho Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says to his, to his uh, retinue, this one is a chatterbox, and she is entitled to nothing but the cost of the wood. Uh, that's actually the correct ruling from a certain perspective, but I love the fact that the Talmud has told the story in a way that is quite sympathetic to her and not terribly sympathetic to him. Rav Nachman is, uh, is not infrequently portrayed as not the nicest of characters in the Talmud, I can't say whether there's any historical reality to that individual, but it is true in the Bavli that he is sometimes portrayed that way. Uh, a number of other interesting things happen in which we also learn on our page of the concept of Hidur Mitzvah, 
the beautification or the aesthetic dimension of a mitzvah and how we have to have for the for the four species they have to be beautiful and that's the reason that they can't be desiccated Rabbi Yehuda is shown as permitting a desiccated lulav or a desiccated etrog because he relates that there are certain places where the tradition is to pass down a lulav and an etrog year to year parent to child uh, for, for use in a subsequent year. Now anybody who's ever done this mitzvah knows that at the end of the week they look pretty bad. Uh, they certainly wouldn't look very good at the end of the next year. Uh, but the Talmud says, you are right, that did happen, but it has no uh, it has no evidentiary fact for us because you cannot learn from shat hadechak. You cannot learn from what one does in an emergency circumstance to what one should do in most normal circumstances. There may have been places of drought where that happened once, but we're not going to uh, prescribe the normative behavior for the future of Judaism in, uh, in, in, on that basis. All right, thanks for learning today's page with me. Thanks for learning this week with me, and I look forward to learning with you again a little bit later in this tractate. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.